Ready on the roar. The captain, Lamato. Italy looking to strike a big blow here. Looking for a knockout punch. Right hands to Capuzzo! A double for him! Wow! Yes, history for Italy. A double for fullback Ange Capuzzo and a world of trouble for the Wallabies now slumping to a worse than disappointing loss to Italy in Florence this morning. Brett McKay with you for the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate. And I'm joined by Raw Rugby expert Jim Tucker and my regular Raw Rugby podcast co-host Harry Jones for the instant reaction to Italy's fantastic 28-27 win over the Wallabies. So I don't know about you guys. I'm pretty keen just to whip through this and talk about the other games because I don't know. There's just sometimes you have a game, you just go, all right, well, that's done. Move on. Forget about it. There's nothing to come out of that. How do you how did you see well, it, Jim? Well, I mean, you, you can't move on from that. That's that's ground zero for the Wallabies, basically. Yeah. That's uh, as bad as losing to Samoa before the 2011 World Cup. Yes. As bad as losing to Tonga in 1973. This is an Italian team famed only for having great kit. Uh, that's the only thing they've done uh, <laughs> in 40 years of Test Rugby uh, that Australia played against them. That's being very cruel. But even the Italians, for all the progress they've made the last 12 months, they... Were just about to give up the game like they normally do. Yeah. Goal kicker kicking three from seven, uh, conceding a late try, and we Australia had a chance to win it. That that's just classic uh, non-winner behaviour, mm. and Australia couldn't close it out. But yeah. it, that wasn't uh, the match. We'll, we'll go into it, but that that was appalling from the Australians. Yeah, it really was, Harry. Yeah, one way you can look at it is. You know, at this point in the season, a team really is what it is. You know, you, there's no flukes anymore. So uh, the Wallaby season is accurately an up and down season where they have never played a good match after a good match. So yes. it, it's literally just become something you can trust. Uh, so on, on that level, you know, it's disappointing, but it's almost predictable. But the other thing is... Almost, consi- some... almost consistent. We've They've finally yeah, doing something it's... consistently. Yeah, it's consistently up and down. It's almost yeah. like a yo-yo and it's on a pattern. The other yeah. thing is um, there were parts of the, the match, including Will Skelton, that were you know, quite dynamic. So I, I like it that because it was in Florence that it was like the Statue of David. Uh, it was both flaccid and rock hard at the same time, his performance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll show uh, myself out. <laughs> yeah, no, very good. Harry Jones will be, be here all week. Uh, we should say that um, as we record this, uh, France are playing South Africa in in uh, Marseille, currently leading 19-13 in the 51st minute. But Anton Dupont has just been red carded in the last few minutes. So half an hour to play in this. Um, and, and we won't give any spoilers at the end of this podcast in case we're still going. But uh, fair to say that this is a really interesting yes. game. Going. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no spoilers, but you can guess what just happened with Harry's reaction. Let's get into the headlines then, then Jim. Um, I think I know exactly where this is going, so take us away. Are the woeful Wallabies aiming at the Soccer World Cup? This was another <laughs> home goal. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Fair. Harry? Australia al dente. 
Yeah. Um, and basically, it was it was a floppy. Like I said, it just it just didn't have any shape. Yeah. I wrote down notes throughout the whole match, and I have about five of them say the same thing. It's all turning into a mess. It's all very messy now. Uh, it's and this is not just for the Wallabies. I mean, both mm. teams played a very messy match. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm going with the uh, the alliteration. It's just. Uh, it's 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 a it's amazing Azuri annihilate Australian ambitions because Ooh. I don't know where the Wallabies go from this now. You, you, it's completely what you said, Harry. Everything, all the good that came out of the France game last week, which was on top of a up and down performance against Scotland the week before, it's just gone. It's just gone, and so now we've got to try and pick stocks rising and falling and i don't know about you guys but i don't think the stock rising is going to take very long at all have you got any jim oh i thought will skelton uh that's the best the wallabies have used him since he returned yeah, to that's the side true. last that's good year. actually uh yeah, they yeah. had a plan to get him involved uh coming hard off the back of a line out good play uh, they used him in midfield, and he, he dished off a couple of nice offloads. So yep. you finally saw the value of Will Skelton. He was right up for the game. Um, uh, his big motor, like he kept on uh, performing. I, I think you, you'd probably log about uh, nine or ten carries for him all up. Yep. So I thought he was very uh, assertive. So that's a big plus for the Wallabies. Uh, who do you pair him with as, as a lock? Uh, Frost, unfortunately, uh, I think pulled out of the game. So I, I'm thinking uh, the World Cup locks for the Wallabies might be Will Skelton, uh, Nick Frost as starters, or Isaac Rodder if he comes mm. back in. Uh, that looks to me uh, like a, a good pairing. Like Skelton and Arnold, uh, that'd be going with two overseas-based players who probably haven't been in Rennie's uh, situation as much as they yeah. uh, needed to be. So I think one overseas-based player would probably be a starting lock and one of the uh, yeah. locally groomed uh, performance. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't think. Presuming, and we can only presume that it's going to stay with three overseas picks. I can't see three of them being used uh, on on locks, which makes for an interesting conversation because I think there was certainly plenty of assumption that that you know Cooper Kurumbete Karevi would be the three, and so now obviously th- those three won't go into into two. Harry, what do you? Where do you try and find a positive in this? Well, it's difficult. I mean, I thought Will Skelton was used properly, like Jim said. Mm. Uh, I thought Caden Nerville took his try really well. There was a, yep, it was a good line. Uh, very good body control for a big man to get down that low and be basically unstoppable. I thought McWright had the same unstoppable body shape on his try. Uh, and that's been good because Wallabies have had bad body shape a lot of the yep. year. Uh, um, the other thing I would say is that TMO, uh, Marius Jonker, Oh my God, that was good. I mean, the, there was a try scored and the referee went to the TMO and he said, yeah, it's good. Yes. Can we? Yes. Yeah, it's good. Yes. Yeah, can we? Yes. Yeah, good. And he, then the referee tried to slow it down some more and then Jonker had none of it. He was like, yeah, it's good. Award it. Go now. Yeah. It, it was, it was very clear that <laughs> yes. he, he'd already checked the, the, the yes. foot in touch and, and the same thing happened. I switched over to Ireland Fiji at halftime and the same thing happened in that game. Whoever the TMO was there, uh, the, 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 his name was also Marius, so basically it's all oh, TMOs with name Marius. Yeah, yeah, right. So it was Marius Fundevestaisen. Marius Fundevestaisen. Yeah. yeah, the other yeah. one. So whoever was the on-field referee then in Dublin said, um, "We just need to, to Clear. check Clear. to check that." Yeah. And he and and Fundevestaisen straight away says, "If you're checking touch, it's fine. You can award the try." 
Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if this is a new a new workflow or a new progress or something, but I agree with you. That was actually really, really good. It was I'm, good to see. I'm there for that. If, if it's going to be in the World Cup like that, I'm there for that because there's yeah. nothing more killing a live audience because you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, they were selling extras in Dublin. You could actually buy the you know the earphones to listen to that. But yeah. in general, you're sitting there just going, okay, what's going on? Yeah, well, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Proactive uh, refereeing. I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. Um, I actually did just find a note, and it's, it's flowing on from what you guys have both said about, uh, about Will Skelton, and and I've simply just scrawled, and I can sort of barely read it that, that Swain and Skelton actually work quite well as a combination. I was pretty happy with that, and Hannigan and Skelton early in the second half were carrying very well as a as, as a pair as well. So they were getting good gain line. They were getting, um, you know, good post-contact meters and all that. There was there, there was a bit in that. So, um, I mean, that's feels like it's clutching at straws for a little bit because we can move into stocks falling now. We might, we might be doing well to keep this under half an hour now because, <laughs> oh, this is a long list, Jim. How, do you, how far do you want to go? How deep do you want to go on this? Well, I mean, this is a fairly brutal call, but I think the Wallabies have backed the wrong horse. Uh, Noah Lolasio has had 16 tests now. Uh, he was invisible against Italy, and that's enough for me to say he shouldn't be mm. uh, an investment for the Wallabies as a fly half now. Um, very nice pass to put Tom right over, but in a match like this, Lolasio has got to grab it by the horns and and just control it and and uh, initiate things, and he, he just was invisible. And that's a hard call. He was the right guy at the time uh, when uh, Rennie uh, needed a, a young 5'8 to groom, but his progress has been uh, negligible, in uh, not in his heart, not in his goal-kicking, but uh, just in his ability to uh, take a match by the scruff of the neck when it's required. My other stock's falling, Dave Rennie. You're behind by six. You know a kick has got to win the game if you're good enough to get in that position. So five minutes from the end of the game, he takes off a gun goal kicker in Lodicea and puts mm. Ben Donaldson on, already with not enough time to influence the game. Shocking um, adjustment of uh, substitutes by Dave Rennie. He's got to cop that. Uh, Dave Rennie, discipline. Uh, I, I don't want to hear it again. That's your job get these uh, blunderers to start tackling properly, uh, doing the right stuff at the, at the breakdown to get Australia the ball. Like, that's Dave Rennie's job, poor coaching. Um, that is reflective of Australia being on the back foot in contacts because you're, you're, you're scrambling a little bit. So perhaps some of the initial contacts are not as assertive. Dumb wallabies. You can see what the halftime talk was. Because yes. they played brilliantly for the yeah. first try. From uh, McWright, direct, uh, really uh, flying in clean out. The ball came they, back. They attacked their clean out. Yeah, and then five minutes later, it all drifts out of their heads, and they go back to the blundering and the yeah um, things like the Tom Wright uh, vacuous pass to no one, hopeless. Take McDermott skew off the um, side of the boot. He had two uh, two in, bad in the kicks there, didn't he? Yeah, of the whole game, it seems fairly small, but. That last scrum, uh, good set scrum, and then McDermott throws a pass to Patea that's behind, behind him. him. Yeah. And he's like literally four metres away. Poor. Like there's so many occasions uh, like that. Botched lineouts. Like I'm rambling on a bit now, but this is the game. Uh, yeah. Australia 
uh, is caught in this careless, reckless, um, don't treasure the ball situation, which uh, is just going to stuff mm. Australia at the World Cup. Uh, we've only got six or seven tests to go and yeah. uh, uh, really something uh, has to be done. Yeah, you, you, observations about Lollaseo is, is interesting because I thought, and they still they still clearly played off nine a lot and Paisami went into first receiver a lot, but I actually felt that there was more connection across the midfield in, in attack at most of the time in this, in this game um, in Florence than there had been the previous two weeks. So, so that's, that's, in, that's interesting. It's, it's interesting. And I'm sure you won't be alone in that view too. Um, I actually feel, I actually feel sorry for Noel Olaseo, Jim, because I think he's, his development as an international player has been, incredibly poorly handled um it's been stifled he's been i don't know how you're supposed to get better as an international fly half when you get a, when you get three starts in a row and then you don't play again for six weeks i i don't know how, how you're supposed to go and that's that's been um that's been his his lot for most of his career um harry no, i can't agree with that no? like he, he's had 16 tests um he's been brought along he's been in most training camps uh he didn't go on the tour last year to to develop yeah. in other ways uh, like he, he has had a cotton wool education as a test fly half. Uh, you can't play every test with Nick White where he plays 70% of the play. No, I agree with that. You, I agree with you that. You just do a little bit on the edge. That's yeah. that's not a test fly half. Uh, yeah. If you want to win a World Cup, you have a guy who controls the game. Yeah. And like he just has to take more play himself. And if he's not up to that, he shouldn't be in the team. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess what I mean is at the moment they're definitely playing – off nine a lot more and and yeah. whether that's by necessity or whether that's by design i don't know but it certainly hasn't um ha- hasn't done his 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 future any 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 good um sorry harry mm-hmm. you, you were you're about to go uh yeah this is a different I, i'm actually with jim on this one in uh picking out more what i would call systemology i mean this mm. is italy italy is single-handedly takes all the statistics and six nations and makes them almost meaningless because everyone gets a bunny game yeah, I mean, it's it's this is Italy. I understand it's at home, but still, this is one where I thought that uh, the team could actually put one away, run up a score, feel good about themselves. It was the only match on the tour that you wrote in before the tour and said, that's the one we're going to win. So I have to go more at the bigger macro points, which is before this match, what would we have all said they have to come out and do first? Don't mm. start badly. Yeah. Oh, my God, they started badly. Yeah. They started so poorly that it was 17-3 down, and it could have been worse if they brought the kicking boots. I mean, yes. five misses by the home team. The Another thing is, what did we say? Don't have meaningless infringements. There yeah. were times where you could count it on a clock, like check, check, tick, tick, yeah. ah, here comes the penalty, there it was. Yeah. Um, third thing is impatience on, on, on attack. There were so many floated balls. It reminded me of that year. Was it last year where... They were just giving All Blacks run-in tries off these yeah. float, skip, skip parts. I mean, the second half started and there was that more direct approach that seemed to work, but there was too little of that and too much of the uh, speculators. Uh, the next thing I would say is um, there was not really a shape sometimes and it lent itself to being counter-attacked on, uh, which was maddening. Which, which happened several Italy, times, yeah. Italy could score that many points with a, with a scratch uh, number 10 that was brought in the last minute. Um, you know, there was just so many things there that speak to one thing only, which is coaching. Yeah. I don't know what's his name, Kieran, Kieran Crowley, is that his name yep. for Italy? Yep. Completely, yep. completely out coached Dave Renning. I mean, 
Dave Rennie has to cop that and say, yeah. I got outthought, outplanned, and I did not get my troops ready for the three or four swing thoughts that you have to have. Uh, and then he botched it as well by doing what Jim said. It's like in the NBA or basketball where you put a guy in who'd never played the whole game for the winning three throw, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it's like you would do that to your opposition. You would ice their kicker that way, yeah. you know? And uh, and here you go. I mean, I think we all said it in our WhatsApp group. Like, oh, no, this is going to be my yeah, moment. Good, Ben's going to have to make a kick. Good luck, Ben Donaldson. Yeah, it's exactly what we <laughs> and said. And so then you just wish that the Wallabies had punched it through earlier under the poles, of course. But instead, you know, um, it was up to him. And there's on the European comms, they, they had the, the chip in the ball. So they said mm. he missed by half a meter. And uh, and all through the, the match, they had commentary about, you know, exactly measuring. But I just thought at that moment, I couldn't even look at the screen. I... I I felt so bad for Ben. Uh, yeah. that's that is just one of those situations where nobody would wish that on their even their worst enemy to come in and have that kick uh, first time the ball's on the tee. You know, for yeah. Food, so yeah, I I can't disagree with any of that, and and I it's it's just it's it's maddeningly frustrating. Uh, like that's I think we've seen some disappointing performances from this Wallabies group in the last last couple of years, but that was comfortably the worst Wallabies performance I've seen in this in, in this certainly in the Dave Rennie era and uh there are so many stocks falling out of this game that there'll be there'll be blokes who don't make the World Cup squad based off this game and I think Falau Fayengar might be one of them because I don't know how you can go from one of the better line out throwers in super rugby to just not even being able to hit the side of a barn with a frozen pea at the moment. His line-out throwing is absolutely appalling. And when he was hooked in the 55th minute, when he was hooked, he missed that target by a metre. Like he missed Ned Hannigan at the top of his of his jump by a metre. And that's just, I don't know. He was rightly hooked at that point. And I don't know how he plays again on this tour to be completely honest um yeah you're, you're right about that that was a that miss was almost hard oh, to do i mean i don't was, i don't know how high he had to throw it to miss handing it at the top of his job yeah it was absolutely hopeless absolutely hopeless conversely um the passion that the italians played with was so obvious um here is their captain uh michele lamaro speaking post-match with the host broadcasters yeah the arm was gone and nothing else but heart so just put it in and see what happens. And that's what we did. I think we played with passion. We played the first half and we put some amazing attacks in, honestly. I think we scored some very good tries and really happy with the performance the, the guys put in. Obviously, there are always some stuff to work on, but no, that's, the, that's a good mentality. I think the most important thing for us was continuity. And from last week to this week, I think we, we had a step forward. So really happy with that. And where does this rank for you amongst your performances in that blue jersey? Uh, simply, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm playing for my family, I'm fin- playing for my country, and that's everything that, like, moves me, you know, and that's so important for me. And what we're trying to to build on is a real family, creates with all the fans around us, and to win here in this stadium is something very important for us and for this, for this colour. So, guys, I don't know how we try and sum this up. Um, Australia have got uh, Ireland in Dublin next week. I, I don't know what they try and tweak now, Jim. It's 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 the biggest. 
it's now the biggest game between now and the and the World Cup. There's so many things they've got to change in a week, and I don't even know where you start. Like I'm, I'm less concerned that way. I think the Wallabies, as Harry identified, that hot and cold week to week. They won four out of twelve tests. I think it is now for this year. Mm. Uh, good game, bad game. That, that's their DNA, sadly. But they can get up for a, for a game. This is a really significant game, and uh, I, I think they'll play well against uh, the Irish. Uh, they have to. The Irish. <laughs> they bloody the, better. Uh, the anti-Wallabies, as in they treasure the ball, they maximise uh, every entry into the 22. And I, I think the, the Wallabies will be more circumspect. They, they won't make as, as many mistakes. They will pick their best team. Now, I, I think people have to also realise uh, there's this fanciful idea in Australia that, oh, we're developing depth. Uh, isn't it great we've got this raft of mm. uh, 30 good players? Not true. Um, there was about nine Australia A players uh, in that squad today, and that's what it looked like. Mm. Uh, now, have, uh, I thought Australia A did some really good things. The program's outstanding, but reckless, careless loss to Samoa and also a loss to a Japan 15. Um, both games they could have uh, won. Certainly the Samoa one was just completely reckless. And yeah. that that's ingrained in the way Australia play now, where they uh, throw a 50-50 pass. Yeah, cool. Um, just some of that stuff is is just rubbish, and they need to get that out of their game. But yeah. the island game, I think the Wallabies play their best team. They will be very competitive in that match. Yep. Yep. Harry? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not feeling very good about that because Ireland is taking all these matches very seriously. Um, they've got a very serious coach, and uh, and they're taking everything as almost like life or death. So you could see how this could, might, might could go horribly wrong. We said that before the tour started, by the way, that mm. it was an unbelievably ambitious tour. We just didn't expect it would be that, you know, the French game was, yeah. was the, close, yeah. the closest yeah. one. And then you lose to Italy. So I, I, I don't know where to go. It's hard to predict this team. I, I stand by what I think Jim and I both said today is that there's a severe coaching problem. And that doesn't mean that any one individual coach is a problem. It's just that when you meld together a bunch of these people and you have a sort of a CEO type. I don't know if Rennie's doing it properly because they don't seem to be able to focus on two or three macro thoughts, address mm. them, fix the bloody things and do it. And not I mean, it's forget just a it. lot of It's just a lot of repetitious yeah. uh, platitudes. <laughs> After every match, it's the same list. Yeah. And I don't know how you can get 16 penalties. And by the way, probably 15 of them were correct. So, oh. uh, you know, Falao Fayenge was mad about the crooked throw, for, for example. I mean, all of his throws were crooked. Yeah. And they, he could have been pulled up on every single one of them. Yeah. So, you know, they've they got to be more fundamental in their approach. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the interesting thing here, and, and I and I don't know where the these go. I'm, I'm at the point now with them that I don't know what they change. I've, and, and interestingly now, I'm going to have to try and think of something to write between now and Tuesday. And I don't know what that is right at this point in time. I don't know what you can say about this Wallabies team that hasn't been said a million times over. And that might actually make a difference. So I'm glad I'm not a coach. Interestingly, listening to the end of the Ireland game and the commentators were talking about, do Ireland now get some game time into the Joe Carberries and to into some of their younger players? So, so they're now looking at the Wallabies as a game 
to potentially get some game time into their young players. So this is an idea of of where the Wallabies have slipped down mm. the rankings at the moment. We've now got we've now got Ireland. We'll, we'll very genuinely rest players next week. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to make of that. And it would be if I was Ireland, I'd do it because you can. And I think that sort of speaks to where the Wallabies are at the moment. Um, we'll wrap this up, I think, guys, but just very, very quickly, some scores from the games uh, overnight. Ireland did beat Fiji 35-17 uh, in, in Dublin. Uh, England had a big win over Japan at Twickenham, 52-13. Wales uh, overcame Argentina to win 20-13 in uh in Cardiff, France and South Africa is still in progress. I won't say where that's up to. It's got about 10 minutes to go. And then Scotland hosts New Zealand uh, on Sunday night in Edinburgh uh, at, at Murrayfield, obviously. And that will be an interesting game in itself. But I think, guys, that's us done for uh, a painful instant reaction. I've got to say uh, it's history in Florence, Italy's 28-27 win over the Wallabies, uh, their third match of this disastrous spring tour of Europe. Thanks to you both. It's uh, I don't know it's been a cathartic chat, but I've, I've enjoyed it nonetheless. Cheers, Brett. Cheers, Jim. Cheers, Brett and Harry. Yeah, we'll have all the fallout today, tomorrow, and through the week on the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, the home of all your favourite international rugby analysis, opinions, and conversations. Thanks so much for your company. We'll be back next Sunday with another instant reaction when the Wallabies head to Dublin and take on Ireland.